What's up, guys? Welcome to Inside the Bird. This is Anthony. I'm here with Jeffrey and Peyton, and we're here to break down the first week back. Yeah, let's go, baseball. boys. First time in a while. This Very exciting. Has some good news. Team looks yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, first question of the night. Let's go with your initial reaction from the week back. What are you guys liking? What are you guys not so much liking? Um, Let's go, Jeffrey. So, first. what I love, uh, first thing off the bat, I love the fact that we got baseball back. So many games. We had like nine games in seven days. Ridiculous amount. But I um, have to say, the bats are not quite there. That's something that I think all of us should know coming into the season that we just don't quite have the lineup. And I, but I did like how they played in, against Cincinnati. The offense is still somewhat frustrating. But once we get the young back, get um, Carlson going, I think this lineup has a chance to, to be an average to a slightly above average offensive team. But I think my biggest takeaway is how deep the Cardinals are pitching wise is so, so, so good. You got a guy that's not even one of your top prospects in hope, uh, Johan Oviedo. Well, I know he is like number 12 or something, but he's not even your top five pros- prospect. And he was able to come up and look nasty. Um, Jake Woodford looked good this week. You saw it's more time with Hennessy's Cabrera than I thought would be expected. I, I, just the pitching looks really good in my opinion. Um, so I, I have some different views about the offense and Jeffrey, I think. So the, the offense has kind of been uh, average since coming back. It's, it's actually been better than the outbreak, than before the outbreak happened. And that's kind of been encouraging. Um, as much as I hate using Exloba, because it's like it's a flawed stat. They're up to three twenty nine now, and that's fifteenth in the league, wow. and that's kind of impressive. And we didn't even have De Young back until today. Um, hard hit percentage is up to thirty three point one percent. That's still bottom of the league, but they're trending up. Um, barrel percentage is about six point nine percent as a team, and that's trending up still. It was like three point six percent last week um the lineup itself seems deeper and the last holes in it i think once carlson i I think he's gonna get going now he's out of his head um once he gets going and once Dion gets in rhythm i think we can see the offense start to take off and goldsman oh my god he's i I love goldsman (laughs) right now it's an on-base percentage god it's what like 500 right now uh, his own base percentage. It was at some point today, like four eighty something. But we look like we have vintage Goldschmidt. Um, pitching wise, uh, the depth is so deep. Yeah. We st- oh, we're maintaining yeah. a top ten rotation and bullpen. Um, OVA to look good in, against Chicago. What frustrates me is that we blew the games in Chicago. We could have won three games or four against Chicago, possibly. But she'll kind of blew it. And and one against Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, yeah. We could have won that one. Yeah. And the one against the White Sox. <laughs> All except one have been very winnable. And we've been playing with them if this Red Bull Birds. So <laughs> this team looks quite good. It's exciting line, lineup in uh, – well, not exciting. 
It's, well, Goldschmidt's yeah, leading the league in on base percentage, so. Yeah. God. This is yeah. still happening with O'Neal having his first ever slump. And he's not just striking out. It, it's a weird slump. Him and Carlson's slumps were weird. Yeah, like, they're not striking out at a high percentage. It's their contact. I mean, it's, it's, they're making, they're either making weak contact or popping up. Or hitting the ball hard and getting it caught. So we, we kind of talked about Carlson. We saw a lot of kind of like fluctuating with the lineup and the pitching staff. What kind of other players besides Carlson, of course, with the big home run today, getting out of the slump? What other players excited? Harrison Bader. Uh, as we yeah. God, Harrison. All, all over Twitter. Apologies. Harrison, Harrison Bader MVP season has started, by the way. No, he's just looking good this whole week till we trade for Arenado next next Saturday. No, 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 no. I'm taking no more, no more Arenado. We're keeping Bader. If Bader can hit at a if he if he's actually made an adjustment, it becomes it's, like a near average hitter. I will say today. I mean, the Reds lineup or the Reds pitching staff. No, 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 no. No, no. Don't lie to yourself. I, I think no, he made he made he made some adjustments. That, I will his, say his stance is better. I watched a couple of bats today, and the way he just took – I saw him take a slider and then t- drove one that was in the zone, which is something I've never seen him do before. I've never seen him he, take a slider oh, like that. Yes. He took the slider, and then I think maybe it was a pitch later or two pitches later, he, he they hung a slider, and he drove it. And I've never seen him hit a hanging slider before. And no, no. That was the bottom of the zone slider. The one that he hit for a home I think, run? I think that was at the knees. Something yeah, more four, than the wide feet. Yeah. Still, it, it was impressive to see him doing a little bit different. And maybe this causes him to get more fastballs, which will be interesting because he does not have a good fastball approach either. But, hey. Did you notice he he changed his batting stance? Yeah, they were talking about that. I mean, he's made an adjustment. That's all you got to add. So, I, I think if he's hitting at a near average weight rate or just slightly below average – uh, we keep him and don't trade him yeah. because he's a very valuable player. I think I think if that continues to happen, Tyler O'Neill starts to look like the guy out of the line. Yeah, or for right now with Carlson, they've been willing to bench players. Yeah, like Fowler. And but so my biggest they, question is what's going on with Lane Thomas when he comes back? That was going to be my question. Uh, How are they going to do that? I'm guessing they. They're not. They're not benching her because he's uh, supposed to be playing every day. Um, it's gonna be whoever's hot. It's it's gonna, gonna be weird because this will yeah, this no, might end up getting. This is gonna get Edmund less at bats, which I I personally like. But no, no, the doubleheaders kind of help them. Yeah, true. Because they they're gonna have they're gonna have a natural reason to bench. Yeah, like Bader. I will say, Bader's Bader's weekend is the only reason Austin Dean's not coming back. This is the only reason Dean's not coming back at this point. I'm, this was that was August Bader from last year. Yeah, and he's also he's not he's taking walks at a great rate anyway too. This four game series against the or no the last two days has been real improvements, and I, I'm excited to see what we get out of Bader. Yep, me too. 
And that defensive play, One thing that say. defensive play he made, I don't think most interfielders get to that ball. Yeah. I heard a lot like, of people complaining on that on Twitter, and then I saw it, and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I would dropped, say that's the, the frustrating part is that he got there and dropped it. But I don't yeah. think most I don't think most players get to that ball. It's kind of like the Javier Baez effect or Javier Baez effect, where you look at maybe a couple of his numbers and you're like, well, he's not that great defensively, or you see him make a couple errors, but it's just because he has the range that no one else has that he can make to those yeah. even get close to those plays. Yeah. That's why errors are kind of overrated. I mean, exactly. They shouldn't be valued. Should have. I think he would have said he should have made the play because he's that. I think he got too much shit for it, though. Yeah, it's Harrison Bader, though. I don't care. (laughs) Um. So the way Schultz been managing, kind of like the bullpen and this rotation, and just the lineups in general. It's been tough, of course, with COVID and everything. Uh, would you guys change anything? Uh, obviously, you said that you lost a couple games with that, but how do you play it with the situation that's at hand and, like, the talent that you have right now? Um, I, I get frustrated. Well, you're so in the couple games that he's blown, you're frustrated in the moment that he's bringing in a guy like Tyler Webb. But to be honest, outside, out, there's not a lot of guys in these, this bullpen right now that you can trust. Like for real trust outside of, and and I get Webb is kind of just a, a loogie, but there's not a lot of guys you can trust in this bullpen right now. You got a ton of guys straight from Memphis and Springfield, so while it is frustrating to see him put in guys like Tyler Webb, and maybe even Andrew Miller in some spots that I would not put Miller in or keep him in, we have to remember that we don't have all of our reinforcements in the bullpen right now, so we're not at full strength. So I understand why he's doing them. It just is hard to watch because you just you can see it, you can just see it happening with Webb. Um, I say line of construction. I've loved how he does how he's handled it. Love how he has not batted Yachty so high, and that's something I'm really surprised by. Him, the fact that he's batting Yachty in between the eighth and sixth spot. Um, I will say the one thing in the lineup construction I'm not happy about is where he's batting uh, Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter is not a four-hole hitter. He's not someone you should be hitting cleanup. He's not that type of hitter. He was maybe a couple of years ago. He's not now. It's the only reason Goldie is walking so much and not getting chances to drive the ball. And it's kind of hurting the offense, in my opinion. While the offense, like Peyton pointed out, has actually been average-ish good. Um, I think Carpenter is... <laughs> Just looking at some of the bats Carpenter took this weekend against Cincinnati, and I realized he had two hits today. They just have not been anything impressive to me. And I, the Grand Slam, awesome, great. That's also going against Alec Mills, who is horrible. But I, I just, I don't like, I don't like where he's putting Carpenter. It's, I don't know, I don't like it. The lineup construction has been so fantastic. I haven't it, seen anything like this since. Oh. Tony Larusa, rip. Um, but I love what he's. I love batting Brad Miller at the two spot today. That was absolutely yeah. beautiful. Carpenter kind of needs to move down. I mean, that's the only complaint. Yeah, once DeYoung gets going, you put DeYoung four. Once Carlson gets going, you put him five or six, depending on where you want to put O'Neill. 
or you put them too, but you need to move Carpenter down somehow because I he can't hit a breaking ball to save his life. I, I wish he could bounce back if he takes enough walks, you get some value, some more value there. But if he can't hit a breaking ball, which is all he's seeing, it's not really much you can do. Um, yeah. what was the other question again? Oh, um, do you like what he's doing with the bull? Well, how do you feel about oh, the, the bullpen? bullpen? I mean, it seemed like it seemed like he's blown some games where he's been like a batter too late. The thing is, you can't really use use Gant or Gallegos every day. You can't burn them out like that. You have nine more doubleheaders left. You can complain all you want. I've complained some, but the unfortunate reality is you can't burn out your best relievers. Sad. True, but to, to, today he was um, he was good. His decisions were perfect of what he did. Yeah, and yesterday. I love the lineup today. Yep. So uh, uh, this kind of might be a little bit off topic, but trade deadline's coming up. Um, any moves you guys think that Cardinals need to make or? Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell right now with not a full lineup back. But, uh, um, you go for – You're talking about Aaron No, not Aaron You go for a starter or a reliever. I think you go for someone uh, – I think you go for someone that can play third base and hit left-handed pitching. I, I don't know if the Angels are willing to give up Bundy. I know they're selling – at this point, they have to. I don't think they would. I, I don't. I think he's too important I, to the future club. I know. I. I don't. I don't. It's just something I've thought about. I mean, I don't, possibly I just want, Johnny Cueto, but that's going to be way no, too expensive. Please no. Please, please no. I Johnny Cueto. <laughs> he, I, he's about. Five I mean. Years. I mean. He's. Still I, I wouldn't be surprised no, if if we see the the Rangers maybe try to move Lynn Lance Lynn. That could be an interesting. Please, no. Bring him that back. Would, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, or if the D-backs start to really struggle, Merrill <laughs> Kelly would be a name to think about. As long as it's not Ray. Robbie Ray. I mean, they're going to try yeah. to trade him. I think Martin Perez is a guy who could potentially be on the move. Who, is it? who else is the Giants? Oh, no. I don't see the Giants. The Giants selling. don't really have that much to sell outside of Also, Cueto. the Giants are in a playoff position. And yeah. I, I think their front office is going to be dumb. Danny Duffy will um, be a guy on the move, maybe. I mean, yeah, I would want. So you guys don't think they need a big bat right now? I, it's too hard to find a, a bat that we need. Like the yeah. the only they hit, real position we could be looking at offensively would be a third baseman that, that hits lefties. And there's Carpenter. Exactly. Well, no, you have Brad. Mil- well, Brad Miller. Brad Miller is already hitting righties. Your third baseman right now. Yeah. I don't know. And I think, kind of I think trading for a third baseman is kind of weird right now. I The best thing – all they have to do is be an average hitting team to be a really good team. Yeah. That's how good they're I mean, uh, would pitching you, would you guys is. think about Donovan Solano maybe being your third base right now? Hitting against – I don't, I don't see the Giants trading anyone at this point. I mean, Kyle Seager. Kyle, let's put it this way. If Kyle Seager is available, are you taking it for this year next how year? How expensive. How expensive? We're okay, so we say Kyle yeah, Seeger for Austin Dean and um 
because it, it'll be a salary dump. So it'd be Austin Dean and maybe Seth Elledge for Kyle Seager. Are you taking that deal? I feel like you'd have to get more. I mean, what? you got to also. You would, you, gotta you, you would have to get more I mean, for that. What do we have to like? They, they aren't going to just give them to us for Austin Dean and Seth Elledge. You're going to need like a top 15, to 10 to 15 prospect like in your system. For Kyle Seeger, who's owed like, uh, I'm not quite sure how much money he's owed. I think it's over 15, though. 15 million. I can check. Yeah. I'll check. But Kyle Seeger is also really good. Yeah. I, would you trade? Okay. Would you? I'll put it this way. Would you trade Jake Woodford for him? Yeah. On Hell Run Down. Woodford. Or Woodford for him. I would, I would yeah. do it. I mean, oh my goodness. Yeah. Wait, let me check his defensive numbers. I mean, offensively, he's having a nice season, and I think he could really help this lineup. And I think he, he's a free oh. agent after next year. Yeah, he already has negative five defensive runs saved this year. Really? Wow. So he's been bad defensively? I mean, I don't have outs above average, but if you're negative five already, that's kind of – he was – Good defensively last year, bad in 2018, great in 2017. I mean, I mean, because the thing is, he will be on the move. He's going to get traded. I think like, four, like the Cardinals could. 14.29 million for until 2021. Yeah, so he'd be making that next year, and Cardinals would probably only have to pay him like a million or two million. For September, if they traded for him. And does Carpenter have a club option? Uh, after the end of the year? Or next year? Because I really can't see them paying, I mean, trading for another left-handed. But he's hitting. got reverse splits. That's that's the thing about Kyle Seager. It's true, but the way, I think most organizations haven't caught up to that at this point. Um. I would give up Woodford for him. I but, I, I think I would too. Him or Rondon, and I think I think the Mariners would happily take that deal, especially if the Cardinals would be like we're paying the whole contract. Because at the end of the day, I, I don't. I think the Cardinals are going to be losing some or losing some money off the payroll this off season, uh, with yeah, Cecil yeah. off the books and potentially Miller, Miller off the books. Which I that'll be amazing if they get Miller off the books, but yeah, and Yadi Emerald won't be making twenty million yeah. next year. Yeah, there's there's no, there's zero way, there's zero way if the bullpen is shown to be as deep as it is that they keep Miller. There's zero yeah. way. I mean, they're either gonna tr- like even if he does get the vesting option, I I bet you they would sh- either say de- try to DFA train him for a low level. Exactly, because yeah. some team out there is gonna want Miller. I would say some bad team that wants like yeah. a low risk, high reward. But I'm pretty confident Miller won't be a Cardinal next year. And if he is, I'm gonna be mad. What? All right, next. I'm gonna, if he is, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah. So I think our ideal trade would have to be Kyle Seager because the starting pitching is too weak. I think on the market. Yeah, I would. I mean, I'm not looking for like a great starter. I would like a number two or three starter. Two or, 
Number two is great. I mean, you're looking at Dylan Bundy or Merrill Kelly, really, at this point. Yeah, Bundy's gonna be exp- would be expensive. Exactly. I don't know if they're. I don't even know if they're willing to trade him. That's just a thought I've had. Yeah. We'll see. It's gonna be kind of weird. What other topics do you guys want to talk about? Um, we could talk about Carlson. I think course. we should probably um, talk about Carlson. Because we oh, got yeah. Dylan Carlson fan on here. It's only right. We got, yeah. We got topic. So, uh, Peyton keeps saying that it's just the start. He needs a rest. He got his rest. He got his home run. Um, what do you think about this start from Carlson? Who wants to start? Like this week. Like, no, no, no. Who wants like, to yeah, start? Week. Should I start? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he started off really well. I think he got what, like three barrels in his first three games. It's really impressive. Um, he's hitting, yeah. Yeah, he's crushing the ball. Um, and then the double headers came, and I think he ran into kind of a wall. So we saw a stretch where he was chasing balls out of his zone. They're, they're pitching him like a superstar. I don't understand. They're not yeah. pitching him like a prospect. He's not seeing any fastballs. So it could be something mechanical. It could, like, the scouting report, or they just know he's a great hitter, and he's going to have to adjust. Once he adjusts, I, I think he had a slider today. That was a home run he crushed. So I think once he adjusts, we can see him going to tear. But um, it wasn't the – what he had, like the struggles, weren't much to worry about. You you weren't expecting him to be about Mike Trout or anything, um, or a superstar to come off the bat. Uh, oh, you were? Okay. No, <laughs> no, 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 not, not crazy. Oh. But he's only 21. He played eight games in six days. That's a lot, like especially for someone who's just starting. So. There are people overreacting, and I would just say, don't do that, and you'll see something soon, like yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing I would say with Hurricane Jeffrey. Oh, the one thing I'd say is, like, uh, the minor leagues is a whole different ball game than the majors. I mean, p- pitchers in the minor leagues are going to attack him. They're not going to have as many art pitching arsenals as the majors. And I think, like, once he adjusted, I think he kind of is starting to adjust. Um, he's going to be a lot more of a dangerous hitter. So, so um, something me and Peyton were talking about earlier before the, before the show, um, if you look at his home run today, the fact he was able – the ball – he was early on the pitch and he got out in front of it. And he was able to keep his hands uh, – keep his hands and the bat like just on the ball and barrel it out in front was amazing. It just the way he was a pure hitter, the way he was able to barrel the bat or barrel the ball, my bad. Um, it was impressive. And that's the kind of stuff that we're going to see out of Dylan. You know, he's not going to always just going to get a fastball right down the middle or up and in to just hit a home run for it. He's got to be able to adjust. And I think today was a big adjustment from what he's seeing. He saw a lot of breaking pitches this week, and, and the fact that his first home run was on a breaking pitch, to me, shows signs of improvement already. And um, he, I saw 
I saw in the Chicago series at some point pitchers started attacking him with changeups outside of just breaking balls because he was starting to hit the ball really well against breaking balls. He started throwing him changeups. And um, that seems like the biggest issue is just how he's going to improve and, and hit changeups because um, that seems to be his biggest struggle. But I think he's going to adjust. He'll be fine. I just I, mean, I can't wait to see pitchers start throwing fastballs because that that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And in the past six years, no rookie, no, only one rookie has seen less fastballs than he has by percentage. And there's been no rookie that's seen more changeups by percentage than him. That's it's crazy. Tr- yeah, that's truly incredible. I don't understand why he's being pitched like. Well, I can't understand, but it's just incredible how they're pitching him. It's it might be a cardinal thing because the cardinals the cardinals don't see fastballs often, but you usually see prospects fed with fastballs. Like please pitch him like a prospect. Hey. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I, I wonder what other how other teams view Carlson. Like I, what do you think? How do you think they think of him? They obviously think he's dangerous. I mean, I don't know. I feel like more teams are real, starting to realize that these rookies can, yeah. can rake. I mean, Tatis. Yeah. They've, they've seen Cardinals rookies. And they, they've seen Cardinals rookies perform well. I think seeing them have a top prospect scares them more. They also know he's a great hitter. Um, let me see something. I'm checking which prospects are see- getting the most pitches in the zone. They're tagging him in his zone for a rookie. Just the pitches he's getting. Yeah. Tons and tons of slide. I, I haven't seen a lot of curveballs be thrown at him. I've seen tons of sliders the- in and changeups down. And fastballs the- on yeah. the inner half. They're pitching him on the corners. Yeah. Especially, like, uh, inside corner. uh, Yeah, both inside corners. It's crazy. Like, fastballs in. That's the only time he gets a fastball. Nothing out. I mean, they're pitching pitching him the right way, but... I, yeah. He's going to (laughs) adjust. It's like a sophomore year thing. Yeah, no, for real. That, yeah, except they tried to skip the freshman uh, breakout. Yeah, I we're gonna see something different. Can we talk about O'Neill now or Bader? That's sure. uh, okay. Um, okay, Tyler O'Neill hasn't been striking out a lot. That's even in his slump. It's positive. Yeah, and when he does strike out, it's not a lot of outside of the zone stuff. I mean, I know this is eye test and I don't like doing that. But since I don't have the numbers in front of me, from what I remember, most of the, his strikeouts right now are either the umps making bad calls as usual, like right out to the zone, or he's taking pitches. I mean, he's only striking out 18.5% of the time. That was 20.3. It's in today. But that's not something we've seen before. And his walk percentage coming into the day was 9.3%. It's 
So that's really impressive for someone who we saw strike out like thirty five percent of the time. I like it. Yeah, I've what I've seen out of O'Neill is him being like too patient. Like I feel like he's in his head where he's like, I wanna get deep into account so badly that he's not being as aggressive as like I would want him to be. And I think that'll come at some point where he'll he'll just start recognizing when to be aggressive and when not to be aggressive. But I feel like he's so focused right now on being a pure hitter and being more of like an on-base guy and then just letting his natural power do do its work. And, I mean, he does have three home runs. and I mean, the majority of his hits have been, I think, extra base hits. But I think, I think he has, out of all the outfielders, the most power potential, and that's no question, but – I would love to see him just start being more aggressive, like more aggressive, but still recognizing the, the breaking balls and um, not to be chasing. But I think that'll throw to calm. He's also getting his swing weird. Pers- yeah, yes. His swing percentage is down eight percent this year. Yeah, he's just not as aggressive as we've seen in the past. But that that is showing improvement, whether we like it or not. I think he's being more selective. I don't know if that's for the better or the worse. So, because if he's if he's being selective in terms of going for fastballs, that's a terrible strategy. Because that's not how he's that's not what he's going to get. He's going to get a bunch of breaking balls. Yeah. If he's being selective in terms of what pitches, like where he swings at, that's good. I think that's what he's doing. I don't even know if he has to be selective because he has so much power that. He could hit any pitch in the zone for a home run. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he really could. So He's I also sh- what going, going. I'm I'm just thinking like I understand why he probably wants to be a little bit more patient, but he doesn't really need to be to be a good hitter. And I don't a know powerful hitter. Because I I like this slump he's having more than yeah. The no, that's true. For four. Yeah, three strikeouts. Did, uh, 0 for four with four strikeouts. Yeah, but something weird I'm seeing he's struggling. He's struggling against lefties. Uh, is a negative hitter against lefties. That's weird. So I wonder when uh, when Thomas gets back if he starts getting the plate appearances against left-handed hitters. Um. I would assume he does because you don't want Fowler doing that. I think Fowler kind of sl- slots into more of a DH role now, honestly. Well, no, no, against lefties. You just well, have Thomas DH. Because O'Neill's a great fielder. I think he, he's the second best fielder. Well, he's been a, an amazing fielder this yeah. year. We have great options. That's we really do. I'm glad that the decision is difficult instead of an easy take bitter out. Exactly. All right. You guys want one one last thing? I think we should talk about Fernando Tatis face face oh, yeah. face uh, of baseball. No doubt, favorite player in baseball right now. There's no one. God, he is so fun to watch. It's amazing. I love it that 
the Rangers yeah. were complaining after they, I think they the beat Rangers, the Orioles. The Rangers 30, suck, 30. and they deserve to lose seven straight after doing that. I'm actually very happy yeah. they lost. I think they also, like, a while ago. I was I was high on the Rangers this year. Actually, the offense kind of sucks, though. Their offense is, the offense their is, offense is actually worse than the Cardinals. How's Joey Gallo doing? Chicken. He's doing good. Okay, that's good. That's good. Trade for him a couple <laughs> of years. Be a free agent. As long as Joey Gallo is doing well. I wonder what kind of money he'll get. It's going to be... Uh, well, is it going to be like Zach Wheeler? Where like they haven't done a ton of performance, but you know they have the potential to? What do you mean by that? Like, Zach Wheeler got a ton of money because he had the pitch repertoire and he had the pure stuff and he had the tools to become, like, a legit number two, like he's getting paid, or number one. And he was a number two. I think he had one off year. But, like, Joe, like, what I'm saying is, like, they're going to get more money for not their past, uh, past performance, but their future performance, which we don't really see a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Wish some players could get paid earlier. Yeah. Wish we could give Flaherty. I if they don't give Flaherty some real money this offseason, I'm God. I'll be upset. Yeah. He's gonna continue to get better. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah. It kinda sucks because with all the double headers now, we won't be able to see as many Flaherty starts as maybe we would have had. But yep. you know. Speaking of that, Flaherty lives tomorrow. Can't wait. That'll be interesting. I wonder how far they'll what what kind of pitch count they'll look at for him. I'd say Hopefully around eighty. Eighty? Yeah. I think it's I think five, six innings for me would look pretty good. It depends on his first two innings, I'd say. If it's high stress first two innings, which I hope it's not because it's Kansas City. Yeah. I'd say five five innings at most. I'm very they happy. Might that, out seven. Yeah. I'm very happy they're gonna be facing Kansas City tomorrow. Because Kansas City lineup um, it's it's definitely a struggling one. Well, I can't wait. And then we get the we get we to get face the, the Indians. Pirates? We don't we, no, we nah. Oh yeah, we get the Pirates. A double header a double header Thursday against the Pirates. Then yeah. we'll get the Indians and then we'll then we'll go to Cincinnati. Oh that's I like the schedule now. The schedule is set up where our hardest part of the schedule will legit just be uh, early September. So end of August and early September, which is perfect because the last like two weeks is just should be a lot of wins. But I think the Cardinals are set up very nicely to be be a second uh, second place team, maybe even first place, depending on how much Chicago. We'll struggle because it's going to be kind of hard to gain three games. In, uh, it's two and a half, isn't it? It's two and a half, yeah. I think. It's two and a half? It guess. might be two and a half right now. It's three games. Oh, that's not – I mean – So, it's not bad, but I, I just – I wonder how Chicago – because when we played against Chicago, they did not look impressive at all. They didn't look like a first-place team. Their offense sucks. Now. Their offense is not good. Their pitching outside of Darvish and Hendricks – is complete meh. And, and Darv- Darvish is starting to regress too. 
Oh, no, no. I mean, Hendricks. Darvish is good. Darvish yeah, is Darvish Darvish having is... a very good year. He's probably winning Cy Young. Oh, oh. What did I tell you guys? What did I tell you guys? You said it. You said it. Whatever. I know. I know I did. No, actually, no. I'll take that back. Trevor Bowers winning Cy Young. He's having a crazy. It's the future Cardinal. If if Cincinnati has a rough week, do you th- I, they they better trade Bauer. They better trade Bauer if they have a bad week, because they could get a nice return. They really could. But they're gonna be dumb. And I think I think we should point out to every all the listeners. Me and Peyton told you. We told you so. We told you the Reds were overrated. We told you so. Yeah, yeah, Anthony. I said, you, I said they were gonna win the division. Yeah, I'm sure they are. But it's. <laughs> I just like take the central. All right. The red shock. <laughs> it hurts, but next time. No, next they're going to be tanking. Are you? Red legs. The Reds are going to just get worse next year. They won't have balance. Yep. Okay. Next five years. When is Gray up? Gray's going to be after stuff. next season. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Luis Castillo does not look that great right now. I don't know. Did he not fix his walk rate? I don't know. I don't think so. He's getting smacked around. Uh, ready, yeah. ready to wrap it up? Yep. Thanks, All sports, right. for coming. And, and female, uh, and women. Coming, boys. I'm not trying to be sexist Thank or you. anything. Bader MVP, by the way. Dylan, rookie of the year. Yep. Yep, I agree. Carlson. Um and who's Cy Young? Dakota. Oh, wait, 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 before we go, before we go, before we go, can we talk about Dakota? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even upset. Dakota Hudson's been solid since the uh, first start. And I'm liking this. I like this Dakota Hudson. I do, too. He's striking out more hitters. Yep. Limiting contact. I mean, yeah. the White Sox start. It's going to hit hard, but it's the White Sox. Yeah. And it's mostly ground balls. Okay, now we can go. Yeah. All right. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. See you guys next week. Thank you. This has been Inside the Bird. See you all. Bye.